strength It's a sword of power Sword is power Dragon and earth Soaring through the sky Spread your wings I love Alice in Chains. I'm a, I, I, I like. I used to have diverse music tastes, and now I just want to listen to the same ten Alice in Chains songs. Yes. Yeah. You nice. have truly become the woman in a box. <laughs> hey, I want to kill the rooster. I've come to snuff the rooster. That's lyrics. Oh man, right? I love the rooster. <laughs> Dude, roosters Dude, were so big in the eighties and <laughs> All right, we can't leave these rooster riffs. I swear to God, if you last fuck time. with my rooster, <laughs> oh, I yeah. have to do the last guess time. What? I, I fucking what? go off. Well, guess what, Jer Bear? I've come to snuff the rooster. Oh, yeah? Uh. Everyone stop talking about the rooster. <laughs> okay, do it. That's not what the listeners want. The listeners hate the rooster. The listeners don't hate the rooster. They hate. They want. They think it's gonna die. Okay, wait. Ready? Here I go. Here comes the thing I'm gonna do. Last time on Fallen Out Super, the gang watched as Goku was given a brand new top by his friend King Kai, only to begin a battle with Vegeta. Will he have to pop the top? Find out this week on Fallen Out Super. You top. Right. Yeah, that was that was the intro. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Jeremy, what the fuck? <laughs> Jeremy has legitimately forgotten how to start the show now. I'm sorry, my brain is just fucking fried, man. I'm like not sleeping it's very been well like lately. Six weeks. Oh, tell us you about have, your sleep. Uh, no, someone <laughs> intro the fucking show. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Balling Out Super. Jeremy Hammond, and with me, as always, are my co-host, Katie Rose Leon. It's so good to be going insane in the anime room. <laughs> and Alex Patak. Hey, I'm sleeping eight hours a night. Let's <laughs> podcast. Is that good? Everyone happy? Yeah, it's good. We're good. We're good. Katie, we did uh, it. We actually we have an open position here uh, for a new Jeremy, and uh, I'm really impressed by your tape. Cruel. I... You know, I like to do an occasional Jeremy, but I just honestly am happy at my position at Ballin' Out Super. I don't need the added responsibility. And honestly, I hear the pay is not right, that much better. Right. Yeah, well, well we love that about you. We love you get that extra, you're humble. You get an extra $15 a month that you spend on the hosting for the podcast. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Big raise. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, are you okay, friend? Yeah, I'm just like... Uh, Staying up too late and yeah. uh, uh, still working regular hours yeah, I mean, in your little games. Yeah, we my can little talk games. about this not on recording. If you're you're having oh no, trouble. it's fine. I'm just like uh, oh, a little uh, a little fried. Come on, come on. I, I understand. <laughs> I'm kind of uh, manic right now because my uh, my chronic pain thing's been flaring up like crazy. But the mm-hmm. other side of that is once it finally stops, I'm like. 
build up and like have the euphoria of pain stopping. So I'm just like, I'm going to live forever. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It does feel really good when pain stops. Yeah. Yeah. Well, imagine if the pain was going on for like three days and, you know, uh, debilitates you so much that you can hardly move. And then it stops. It's like, damn, whole new day. (laughs) Hey, you're not the only one who's had heartbreak. Yeah. Yeah, how's, but, your, how's your training going, Alex? Are you still training? Uh, yes, my training is uh, beyond my wildest expectations. I've started running 10Ks. Okay. Which uh-huh. is the farthest I've ever run. How many Ks do you um, usually run? 5Ks. You know, um, if I was going to put it to an analogy, I would say I was normally training at Kyo Ken times, times two. Oh, okay. And although it has been a risk for my body, I have powered up to Kaioken times three, tripling my dormant powers inside. Are you going to become a marathon guy? No, I don't like how marathon people look. I think they look fragile and uh, elderly. Yeah, I was like, (laughs) that's not really the body type I associate with an Alex Gaines scenario. Yeah. Here's the thing, and I think this is going to be extremely relatable to the listeners out there. (laughs) I refuse to stop eating. So if I'm going to lose weight, I have to run very, very far. (laughs) So you're trying to lose weight now? All the margaritas are not going to let me do it. (laughs) You're you're cutting nowadays? Uh, Yeah, I don't know if this is just a crazy thing about me, but I've actually been trapped in my house. Yeah, no, I was wondering if you were doing, like, body weight shit or anything. It's kind of hard to put on muscle uh, in this kind of situation. People, like, if you, like, 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 big gym people, people who, like, Uh. all they have, they don't have a little, little radio show they do every Monday. They just Mm -hmm. lift weights all the time, and that's all they got going on. They don't know what to do in this quarantine. They just, they're like, do I pick myself up and down? Is that a kind of weight <laughs> yeah. I can do? What do you think Aaron Berg is doing? Yeah, I uh, I follow a bunch of wrestlers and on the internet, and they're all freaking out because they can't work out. So they're all just like, li- yeah, they're like lifting their partners and like <laughs> piles of books and like a fat cat. Like they're like, what do I do? It is fun if you ever get the chance to squat a girlfriend. Uh, just throw a woman on your back and just start doing squats because they mm-hmm. don't actually weigh that much, and uh, it's pretty like it's like a little roller coaster for the both of you. Yeah, how does that <laughs> compare to squatting a wife? Um, it's similar but less serious, <laughs> <laughs> and that lets you just get all the way down to parallel, like you need to go. Yeah, and maybe it's similar even beyond parallel. It's um, similar, but the Lord frowns upon it. Yeah. <laughs> I have some suggestions for you, Alex. See, what I've been doing is forgetting to eat constantly. Mm. And then all of a sudden, I have lost weight for some reason. Really? That's a good method, too, to forget that you need to survive. Yeah. Um, Yeah. My original plan going into this, and I'm sure Jeremy is uh, maybe at least partly aware of this, but uh, if you take Adderall... you won't eat food and you'll yeah. forget what you're doing because you're making a rap album now. <laughs> yeah. uh, but what I've found is if I take, so I, I I have a little bit of Adderall left before I am out again. I need to go scrounge the back alleys of New York for some more. But what I found is if you're stuck in a uh, 400 square foot apartment or smaller than, I don't know how big this apartment is. Yeah, it's not big, but if you're in a little <laughs> box, Sorry, my wife is here. You just can't hear her. I That's what this podcast up. is. I now. really hope it picked up. 
<laughs> but anyway, if you just take amphetamines in a space like that, you will get really pissed off all of a sudden, and it's mm-hmm. not not a good addition to the to the situation. Also, your sleep gets fucked up right away. Yeah, uh. you start to feel like a uh, like a lion in one of those like shitty zoos, like on like the Joe Exotic thing. Like you're just like in like a little uh, like a little cage, just like pacing back and forth. <laughs> exactly, you become an imprisoned tiger king. Yeah. Did, uh, either of you experience? So, like, New York had its first super hot day two days ago, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, up until this point, I have been 100% certain in, you know, staying inside and staying safe. But, like, watching the hundreds of dumbasses and all those photos on the news, like, going to the park and stuff, I did have that moment where I'm like, it is I that is crazy? Yes. <laughs> like, I felt so gaslit. Yeah. And I had to, like, call several of my friends and be like, so, like, it's right that I'm staying in. And they're like, yes, you're not, like, a crazy agoraphobe. These people are horrible. I'm like, are you sure? There's so many of them. <laughs> right. If they're all throwing caution to the wind, then maybe there isn't even a plague. Yeah. And I'm just a negative Nancy. That's yeah. kind of the thought you're having. Yeah, and- I felt really fucked with. I know, and there's a concerning thought that I started having where I was like, there better be, like, a spike or something because right. like all these that people really out here, the I, I better not have lost out. <laughs> That's the issue. Right. Uh, you, is that you immediately people- start praying for people to die. Right. Like you don't want to <laughs> wish death on people, but at the same time, it's like. And yet here uh, we are. <laughs> this is exactly what happens in cults. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's the, go. You know, like. You know, when you're not allowed to have friends outside of the compound and then, you know, Janet, she's actually started talking to one of her old co-workers and, you know, you do love Janet and that's why you share the same uh, uh, truth serum every Thursday. But also mm-hmm. you kind of hope that she is punished from on high for her misgivings and misdeeds. Did you watch Waco? Uh, watch it, brother. I lived it. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet, but I've always been particularly fascinated by that scenario. So this is a show um, based on the it's like the, a true crime thing, the Waco shooting. Yeah, it's um the same guy who made that movie, the Poughkeepsie Tapes. Now, was that the Poughkeepsie Tapes? It's a um, it's like a horror movie that's like a they did like a found footage thing. Wait, where... hold on. Was that when Paris Hilton was in Poughkeepsie? Yes. The yeah, it's the little known uh, (laughs) other sister, uh, Poughkeepsie Hilton. Poughkeepsie Hilton, (laughs) (laughs) the even more reckless sister. (laughs) The media won't let you know about. She's like she's like Paris, but nobody wants to go uh, there. (laughs) I fucking wish. I wish there was a Poughkeepsie Hilton. only in dreams. You don't mean that. I do. I You're do. lashing out. I know. I'm so turnt from this episode of Dragon Ball. I know. I'm really turnt up. <laughs> right. Um, oh, but Poughkeepsie tapes. got me wishing there was a Poughkeepsie Hilton. <laughs> got me wishing there was a Poughkeepsie Hilton. I'm on painkillers, the pain in my, my uterus. Stop. Let's go. Let's go. Um, but yeah, Poughkeepsie tapes, the, the concept is that it's like... Uh, 
like a, a serial killer who they find all these tapes that he made of him like killing all the people and, and stalking them and stuff. And so it's like a documentary about that killer where they're like showing you all the tapes and then the the narrative of the movie gets to the point where the you just start being like the filmmaker just really loves this killer. Like just thinks he's so fucking cool for what he does. Mm. Wait, is it real or fictional? No, 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 no. It's fake. It's like a mockumentary type of thing. Okay. But like every couple of scenes it's just like Somebody will be on screen being like, and I thought it couldn't get crazier than that. And then he changed his MO entirely, and we never would have been able to catch him. Uh, it kind the of killer feels... kept doing three ways. It kind of feels like uh, a different version of me and Jeremy had a conversation earlier about Boondock Saints and how the Boondock Saints guy keeps trying to make Boondock Saints. And my theory on that is that it's like a dude in your freshman year of college who just, like, writes a throwaway script, but instead of about, like, you know, who is a really big fan of Goodfellas, but... Right. Just, like, it's not like other was... movies. It's about Boston. But what yeah. about... It's about my <laughs> friends. But instead of just having that, like, disappear into the to community college... What if instead college, of girls, it was boys? It got made into a movie. And I feel like it's, like, a similar vibe where it's, like, yeah, like... This killer's not like those other killers. This one's like fucking cool though, and my movie's great. He's like <laughs> fucking got a high IQ like me. He's yeah. like like what if you were smart about it, you know? And yeah. you just got yeah. away yeah. with it yeah. because People you're fucking don't believe smart. in him either. <laughs> if I was a fucking killer, bro, like you don't even know. Could you They'd hear my like... wife yelling stop behind me now now that the sizzling has stopped? <laughs> If you're enjoying this audio experience, set your mood out from sizzle and onto quiet time. <laughs> um, but the Waco thing ends up being very similar, where you kind of get the vibe where, like, oh, the filmmaker thinks David Koresh is very cool, and what they're doing there is absolutely fine. <laughs> yeah, that's my problem with a lot of these uh, true crime like <laughs> dramatizations. Is yeah. that they're like, but what if they were cool? Or even just like, what if they were sympathetic? Like the Jeffrey Dahmer movie that right. came out like three years ago. It's the like, buzz of last year. Uh, no, no, that was, was like uh, Ted years. Bundy last year. Yeah, Ted Bundy. Oh, it's I get them confused. Uh, it's just like, yeah, they're just like, but what if they were sympathetic? I'm like, I don't want to sympathize with them. I think that's fine. I think yeah. it's fine sympathize with them. The government wants to make it illegal to nail broads. <laughs> Mr. Koresh said no. He said I'm gonna have a warehouse full of them. And they're all for me. <laughs> Dude, I can't wait to inject this year full of uh, Jesse Ventura. Oh my I god. I hope. it in my veins. I hope. I am never been so excited for the fall of society in my life yeah. like it's just like if we're really gonna be this stupid then yes we need jesse ventura give us the body mix. mr trump us. says he loves the marines but he's oh, never man. taken down a predator alone in the forest <laughs> or even you succumb say, to a chief of these you say you love the marines and yet and yet you stand here wearing oh blue God. and not green you wear blue in public and not green you do not love the marines did you see him scream down that fox reporter yes, he just like rules. cut a straight promo on him right there my god I fucking- and 
want this dude in debates just like being like you say you could kick my ass but you're having trouble standing right there <laughs> his He's opening the only statement one too who can then he can then you know smack them down if the ref allows it or god yeah. forbid turn <laughs> becomes incapacitated for some reason everyone knows that the presidential nomination is a 24 7 title it could go down anywhere any place no ring required just anderson cooper on the sidelines just like this was against the rules i don't know <laughs> he's got I a chair now <laughs> Uh, Someone question- is dropping. The ref is unconscious. The debating is meant to happen on the stage. On the stage. <laughs> He's just waving through the crowds. <laughs> this is a Chicago-style street fight. Anything goes. <laughs> I just, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's just go. I want it so bad. Give us our real-life Napa. <laughs> he's not real life Napa. He totally is. He's you Napa's dad. He's so much more powerful than Napa. <laughs> he would never be eliminated early in by his own teammate in a stunning reversal. Dude, but like that time period where he was the governor, he looks so much like Napa. All right, I'm looking it up on Google. He Hold has your the same nose for sure. I see where you're nose. coming from. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Senator, has anyone told you you have Napa's nose? <laughs> well, Jeremy brought it up, okay? Look at him. He looks just like Napa. Ventura, governor. Hold on. What's get his politics? He's like a weird like libertarian, He's right? He's nothing and everything. He's just a psycho. <laughs> he <Yeah. loves> He's <laughs> everywhere to me. <laughs> I think he he's like really into liberty, and so in that way he is kind of like in line with the libertarians. I think he's like a low tax guy, but he's also like a fuck any troop if I don't like them kind of guy. <laughs> Hell yeah! Like he famously, famously like sued, sued Chris, Chris Kyle's Kyle, family. Yeah. <laughs> no, he sued yeah. Chris Kyle who died, and so only his wife was left to fight him in court. Yeah. <laughs> As Alex Patak would say, mix him up, King. <laughs> mix up, King. Absolutely. He's got the highs and lows. I just want to say for the record, now that I have the Google image open, he looked way better before he grew his hair back out. Huge mistake. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Huge mistake. I don't know, man. I think he, like, at some point, I think he decided to commit full time to being a crank. Yeah. And I think that this is the hairstyle you well, must I don't have look as a wacky crank. enough. People can't tell if I'm 40 feet away, I'm about to go off. Yeah. yeah. He has real, like, shoveling yourself out of the shit vibes. Like, it's just... It, it's just if you if your hair only grows in that horseshoe shape, I don't think long is then the way to go. Yeah. No. He looks like he looks Solomon like, Grundy. No, he looks like... Uh, <laughs> who's the, the guy in Rocky Horror? Oh, Riff Raff. He looks Frankenstein? like Riff Raff. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he's like buff riffraff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm picturing the buff magenta to go with him. Oh, hell yeah. Break my neck, bitch. Yeah, like China <laughs> with a red wig. Oh, hell yeah. Kill me. I'm ready to die. I hate this. <laughs> what are, what, what's everybody up to? What's going on? Well, Jeremy's <laughs> drinking into the mic again. Yeah, I'm drinking <laughs> the mic. Well, the thing is, the mic goes near my face, and so does the drink. It's not intentional. <laughs> it cannot be. It cannot be stopped. It can't be stopped. Yeah, it can't be prevented. <laughs> can't unfortunately, be Shogun Eye. Yeah. 
Um, uh, somebody on the Discord said that I have a very normal voice, and so I'm easy to tune out. I have something to <laughs> what say does that about me. <laughs> I have something to say about that. What a what a stinker saying that about me. No, I well, it's just crazy because it's not like you're in her house. You're just she's turning on your radio show and then being like, "Ah, old normies here." Yeah, it's weird. What are you doing it's, in my kitchen? It's weird that they would say that about you and you're like the driving force of the entire show. There's just a weird thing that happens with podcasts. It happened a lot with the Two Minutes show, too, where like people decide they have like people they like and people they don't like on the Mm -hmm. show, and then they they just decide that that's how it works in real life, too. Oh, my God. Now is the trend. They were so mean to you on Two Minutes. I was about to say. So angry. Is the trend (laughs) that people have people they don't like or that people keep listening to podcasts and specifically owning you? Well, people specifically, yeah, don't like me on podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> it's something about the medium. It's just like, hmm, get out of here. To be fair, in two minutes, though, it was really not Jeremy's fault. Yeah, there no. was just some weird vibes there going around like there. There was like a weird dynamic that was really unfair on there. But there's right. just like a weird thing that happens where people decide that their perception of you is is how it works. And like... There'd be people who would tweet at me just like that. <laughs> and now for our recurring segment, slapping a full hot dog out of Jeremy's hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Truly. But Katie, do you remember people would tweet at me just like like Jordan and Drew don't like you and don't want to hang out with you? <laughs> yeah. And it's my favorite one was when we were going to a fest for the first time. And as a joke, someone was like Who's going to be late to the airplane? And they voted you. And I'm like, I don't think you motherfuckers know how this works. Yeah, you clearly don't <laughs> understand the group dynamic. You clearly <laughs> don't know anything. Because me and Jeremy are going to be there right on time. And those motherfuckers might not make the plane. <laughs> I think Jordan almost didn't make the plane. He did. Yeah, okay. Let's stop talking shit about our friends. But anyway, you guys, Ooh, we How love many cups you. of tea do you have in front of you? I'm sipping all these... All these different cups. Yeah, that's what you guys are hearing. This is tea. I love you, Piss Pigs. You guys are great, but you don't know us. You don't know us. You don't fucking know us. Hold on. I have to drink the redacted tea that's about to get bleeped out. Ooh, you don't even know what's in there. But I do. I do, and we just took it out because you couldn't handle it. You couldn't handle that You couldn't handle all the media secrets. (laughs) They're the best part, and we keep them all for ourselves. Yeah, we let Alex into the Jew-run media because he paid his way in. Yeah, thanks for having me, Lachaim. He married in. Yeah, it's true. He did marry in. You're allowed in the Jew-run media now. Wait, wait. Welcome, friend. I I know what to talk about now, and I'm going to pivot away from Jews as an ally. Okay. (laughs) Go on. Talking with friend of the show, Max Ogle, I finally got around to watching the Netflix movie The King, where Timothy Chalamet is a boy king. Okay. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Of where? And I just thought it was a great entry point to the conversation. Why are we making movies about kings? And what was this movie? 
What was it going to be a TV show and they just like were nine hours short? What was that? I never watched it, um, but I know what you're talking about. I think there's no it need. A, to- it's just weird. Like, this is just a summary you need to know because you don't need to watch it. It's just Game of Thrones aesthetics, mm-hmm. but there is virtually not a story. It's <laughs> <There's> like <laughs> Timothy Chalamet, and he's like a drunk, and then they make him king, and he does some stuff for two and a half hours, and they introduce the villain like on 100 minutes in. <laughs> It's insane. And I then think it just that ends. everyone's really horny for him for some reason and his bird body. Mm, um, thank and I you. Think, I think someone just like, you know, had a sex fantasy about like, what if there was a boy king and he was oh so naughty? <laughs> <laughs> See, I kind of feel like somebody finally cast him correctly as like a like inbred European royal. That's so that real. That is a good point. Yeah. <laughs> Because he has a bunch of topless scenes in the movie, and he looks like normal most of the time, but he takes his shirt off, and you're kind of thinking, like, I don't know if you have, like, this is a condition, and where you, like, have, like, a 14-year-old's body forever, Uh huh. and that's what we're going off on, but it does look like something that, like, only existed in one region of Denmark for yeah, he's 1,200 got, he's got years. he's big Habsburg energy. <laughs> <laughs> And Alyssa was gaslighting me too. And she's like, no, he looks normal. It's just how people look. And I'm like, I, I've seen so many people. No, no looks nonsense. Like that. He looks I mean, like he the is- kid from Stranger Things, but if you just like expanded him in, in MS Paint. Listen, he's 24. I, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not saying he does, like, people don't look like him. I just like, he's hyper sexualized in the media for looking like a child. And that's yeah. weird to me. You know it what is I mean? Weird. Like, He's like they a should Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Him, but Joseph Gordon-Levitt has like most of a man's torso. Or but he didn't for a long know. ass time. I feel like that was his thing was that he was the He's like the the version of uh uh like um like an Olsen twin but for like people who are into dudes. Okay. You know what I mean? It's like the it's like the socially acceptable <laughs> A truly sordid genre, Olsen twin for dudes. I'm trying to think of someone better than an Olsen twin, but who else They've is like never... famously young looking as a woman? Um, so many people. <laughs> but I mean, um, like really young looking. I'm I I can't do this. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. We we gotta we gotta get one. There's so many people. Like women, yeah, women who like famously look like children for a long time, and that's like a creepy, like lewd thing that dudes are into about them. Uh, Christina Ricci. There we are. Mm-hmm. There it is. See, we accidentally bumped into my weakness of naming actresses. This <laughs> 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 happens literally every is- episode of Generation Lost. There will be a moment where, like, Brynn and I are like, and the actress's name is. Oh, we were watching something the other day. The first, the thing is too, because this comes up a lot for me. Is I uh, genuinely have, if not face blindness, a condition very similar to face blindness, mm-hmm. where if you just get a bunch of people who are the same general color and shape, they are all just one person to me now. And uh, I get called racist for it a lot. But if you said a movie in England, they're all Timothy O'Connell now. I'm not going to be uh, able to tell it apart. Yeah. Have you, it's like uh, working at, a, I used to work at a casting office and that literally would happen all the time. 
to the point that that's why they tape numbers on people. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> Wait, tell us more about that. Oh, yeah. Um, so in Portland, I used to work uh, as a receptionist and just like general assistant to a casting director out there who uh, it was a really good job. Uh, no shade to the guy whose office it was. But like, so what, how it would work. Hey, you could have remembered the names. I, I don't want uh, shout out the Simon Maxill casting. Simon, you're the best. Uh, but uh <laughs> Uh, so how it works is you, okay. So let's say there's an advertisement for like an activewear brand. They'll like, you know, send the thing out to everyone's agencies. It's like, we need someone this height and looks like this. And so they'll send you all these like women or dudes with beards and they're all like slight variations of the same human being like right. over and over again. And it's really disorienting. <laughs> and, it's like an uh, Elder Scrolls build a character. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, some, you know, they stretched out the arms too much or, you know, the face got scrunched. But generally speaking, it's all the same person. And they What give if you, you had a crazy tattoo? Yeah. <laughs> they they give you their headshot and their, uh, their resume and you scan it all in for them and they nervously wait to be called in to audition. And it's very funny on my end because they think I have any power. So a lot of times, like, especially the men would try to be like, so, like, what's the up with the script? Like, how are you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, Activewear, I'm huh? secretary, you know? What I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because I brought this you weekend... something. Just don't tell anybody. This is yeah. for you. But you a box too. of donuts. Because it was in uh, Portland, Oregon, right? So it's not New York where, like, you know, I'm not saying there wasn't real casting opportunities in Portland, but the pool's way smaller. So it's very funny, like, seeing these dudes flex on each other, like, oh, I didn't see you at that acting program this summer. Oh, it was just so good. I'm like, bitch, you're in Oregon. Like, (laughs) oh, I didn't see you in the last last shoot for Twin Peaks. Yeah, you weren't there. (laughs) Oh, you weren't one of the skinheads in Green Room? Oh, yeah, we did cast that. Yeah, I bet. (laughs) I'm trying to think of anything that was produced in the Portland area. Yeah, we cast the green room. Uh, What's his name? Uh, uh, Taught them the songs, apparently. Yes, he did. Really? Yeah. Known pedophile. Whoops. (laughs) Known pedophile. (laughs) Beep, beep. This isn't even behind the paywall. (laughs) This is not behind a paywall. I don't even know who is but he's not invited on the show now i'll tell you that much i'm gonna be pedophile okay <laughs> you beep whatever you want known fan of pedophile high school attack. <laughs> now you have to be is this true do i have a powerful fan i need to spread this around oh we could say known fan of uh christina ricci yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. If you're listening, that's our code for that from now on. Fan of uh, Christina Ricci is a wink to the camera. More accurate if it was an Asian actress, but mm. okay. Mm. Oh, who's the one from Pen15? Oh, I forgot. She's her literally name. playing a 13 year old. I'm just man, saying. Man, that show I, rules. It's so good. Has I hope it comes back. Oh, yeah, it's really good. They already started shooting season two before COVID. Oh, nice. Woo! Yeah, welcome back to Biz Talk. (laughs) Your number one Dragon Ball Z recap and entertainment business podcast. Yeah, the Z in Biz is for Z, like in Dragon Ball Z. For Zenny. Yeah, for (laughs) Zenny, perfect. There it is. Because it makes a lot of money. Yep. Where are we on time? 
Uh, I think we're ready to recap. We're oh, a little beautiful. over 30 because we said so many things that had to be cut out that were so good that the audience will never hear. <laughs> Let's go! Oh, I just broke a board over here. Ah, that's me, Ricky Chopping Block. Sorry, Ricky Chopping Block is my Ellis Island name. I'm Pasta Fugaducci. If you're looking to learn karate, you gotta come to my school and I'll fucking serve you a hot plate of this stuff. But otherwise, you should listen to Ballin' Out Super Podcast. It's a great way to spend time with your friends, quietly listening to other people riffing, or just a way to fill the air while you teach a room full of children how to kick a man. That's right, get them right in the balls. If you really want to support the show for just $5 a month, they'll give you a whole smack of a new episode. GT style, that is. Well, my hair is burning. I lit my hair on fire. That's another angle we didn't fit into the ad. Are you ready to recap? Yes. All right. Hold on. I'm pulling up. <laughs> yes, I'm ready. I'm ready to recap. I'm ready to recap. I'm okay. ready. To, who's ready to recap? I'm I ready am. to recap. You ready? I'm ready. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> okay. The title of this episode is The Power of the K.O. Ken, Goku versus Vegeta. I love, I love a title that tells you exactly what you're in for. Yeah, right. That Fellas. doesn't spoil too much. Also, uh, I love me... a title that's not one sentence, because in one sentence, I'm waiting for more of the title. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fellas, we all know that I've been having mixed feelings about the Dragon Ball Z Kai experience, but it was paid back yeah. today. We I... are here. We have arrived in flavor country. Oh, my God. I'm I... writhing here in ecstasy. <laughs> I... I was like trying to scarf down some enchiladas while taking notes, which I do not suggest. I dropped my phone in mole, but, uh, <laughs> uh, only because I was busy going, "Oh fuck yeah!" <laughs> oh, oh no, the mole. Oh. oh. <laughs> anyway, we open up to where we left our heroes last. Uh, Nappa has just been told he'd been benched by Vegeta. Yeah. Nappa is like, this is so stupid. I can't believe I got to hand over this sweet execution to my goddamn manager, Vegeta. Right. Sorry, I'm drinking a caffeinated, uh, carbonated beverage. Gonna be a, lot, Ooh. a lot of Go burpees. off. And he's like, I got these blue balls for murder, so I got to kill someone, though, if Vegeta's not going to let me kill these guys. And so this really Na- tickled me that he is forbidden from killing Goku and is like, ah, I got blue balls, <laughs> murder blue balls. <laughs> I got beam balls. <laughs> it really made me reevaluate how I think about murder, where if you don't get one, you just got to blow off some steam. <laughs> yeah. So he lounges at Gohan and Krillin. And they're like, oh, no, we're so small. And Goku's mm. like, I got to stop him. Right, murdering my little friends. Prime anime dialogue at this juncture, too. Lots of like, oh no, there he goes. I'm behind him. I can't catch up. He's going to get my son. Oh, God. (laughs) I'm going to need you guys to fill in a lot of dialogue in this, because as I said before, I was eating an enchilada. (laughs) I dropped my phone in the way. (laughs) So the notes get a little uh, less detailed. 
Uh, <laughs> Let's say they just get a little flavorful. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, important so- <laughs> thing. I don't know if we've discussed this about Nappa, but when he flies, and I don't know if this is an animation decision the studio made to save money or because they think it looks cool, but he does it like he's a human missile. Uh-huh. <laughs> Everyone else does Superman style, arms out front. Napa just like ah, head into yeah, the or they ground. do like a T pose. Like I know uh, Chaozu does like a Christ pose usually. Yeah, no, yeah. they're just like he. You know what? It's smart. He's gonna be streamlined. He's gonna go faster that way. Yeah, he's got no <laughs> hair. He's head, more aerodynamic. I was gonna say he's bald. He's making himself shape like a bullet. He's always going to, like, it always seems like his move is going to be to, like, just, like, fly into you real fast, and he's just a big daddy who'll sit on you too hard. <laughs> Guys, I, feel I, like... uh, I mix so much chemicals into my body to try and stop my body from hurting itself today, and I feel fucking nuts right now. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast like... lit as hell. <laughs> I was like so in pain. I was like crawling on the floor. So I'm like, better put all the drugs in my body. See what it's happens. Good strategy. It's always a good strategy. It I need worked. more power. Folks at home, children at <laughs> home. Good strategy. Mix drugs. Mix them. <laughs> find them around the house and take them and find out what they do. I made myself a Dwayne Reed speedball. <laughs> a Reed ball. You can't get hurt. You'll never die. Anyway, so. <laughs> Napa, the human bullet, is is he's crashing towards those little boys, and uh, Goku whips out the Ko Ken, which is when he pumps himself up and gets all strong, and he catches Napa and does like a wrestling backbreaker yes, on him. Yes, he does is like a Bane cool. move. He, does, he like, punches a... him in the back and then catches him pizza pie style. That's how <laughs> yeah. I've been viewing it. And then he like does like a fireman's carry kind of, um, and. He's just like, all right, I fucked up your big boy. Now get out of my planet, you jerks. He fucking <laughs> paralyzed him. Like, that's what huh? that's what Vegeta says, is like, I have no use for a paralyzed Saiyan. Yeah. But like, he right. paralyzed him. <laughs> it's really a PETA kind of situation where he's like, look, I saved your friend. They're like, you've picked him up and paralyzed him. <laughs> It's worse. What you've done is worse. (laughs) How is your job helping animals? I don't understand. He's like a horse with a broken leg now. You know what his faith is. (laughs) There's no Dragon Ball Z character in a fucking wheelchair doing beams. There should be, but there isn't. There's not. Uh, Krillin literally goes, what was that? And Goku goes, it's called a K.O. Ken. And he goes into a flashback explaining it, if one of you want to tackle that, but I did not write okay, it down. Okay, so K.O. Ken, as a lot of you are getting older, you're noticing that your body has urges that it didn't used to have. And you may have power in places where you had no power before. The K.O. Ken <laughs> is a technique that asserts control over each one of the little parts of your cells yeah, allowing you to harness all of their fighting spirits and double or even triple it to any kind of multiplicative you want. And so by running around a very heavy planet with a monkey all day, Goku can now double, triple, or even more his power level, but it might destroy his entire body. Thank also, you, Goku Alex. explains that out loud too. Like he I know he's dumb, but like shouldn't he like know to keep this a secret on how it works from <laughs> Vegeta? Uh, <laughs> he's telling Vegeta shit. like I can't do it for very long and it might hurt me. <laughs> well, I think this episode is pinnacle. I'm um, not pinnacle, uh crucial for like 
Goku's brain damage. It's like really when it starts to set in because he starts doing all sorts of behaviors. This that uh, set the tone for the rest of the series, mm-hmm. where he also throughout this episode is like, yeah, right here, Krillin is like, wait, if you could do that the whole time, why the fuck didn't you just do it? Most of your friends are dead. Look at these dead people, and he's like, <laughs> ah, you know, I'm saving it. Yeah, because I like the fight. <laughs> if uh, if the KO can makes you faster, which is how he primarily uses it in this episode to make him faster. If it makes you faster, why didn't you do that on your way down Snake Way or on your way from Kami's Lookout to the fight to get there Again, faster to save friends? Why was he riding the cloud? The <laughs> only thing we know for sure is slower than he is by this point. Nappa is crawling on his hands and knees, and he goes. Help me, Vegeta. And Vegeta... Uh, Vegeta, I'm a pizza pie. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing... Uh, you know, uh, He reaches out his hand. It's really, so tell me, princess, what does your heart desire, Aladdin shit, where uh, Vegeta reaches out right. to his you hand. You think they're going to kiss. And he's like, thank you. But then Vegeta tightens his grip and throws him into the fucking sun. Wow. He he does like the Donald Trump handshake, but even more so. But more so, yeah. <laughs> yeah and he pulls is, him too hard and he goes like a thousand feet in the air. And this is where uh, Jeremy, uh, the line that Jeremy points out happens where he's like, I have no use for a paralyzed Saiyan and he powers up uh, and he vaporizes Nappa in like a gruesome pressure flash explosion and <laughs> Man, there are so many good Vegeta lines. He's like peak, you know, uh, eugenics. Yeah. Peak bootstraps talk. Just like the shittiest, like, oh, are you a little baby? Like, oh. And just like fun insults and shit. Like, this is where you realize that, like, you've, for the past couple episodes, have liked Nappa. And you're like, man, Nappa's so funny. And like, why don't they keep him around? And then Vegeta is just like... Just like James Brown and all over the place, just stealing oh, the show. Man. And you're like, oh, that's why. He fucking sucks compared to Vegeta. You know, it's like after being brainwashed by Super for so long, it's like I knew I loved Vegeta, but like, you know, you, you we all why. Went, we forget. And then I'm watching this, I'm like, oh yeah. It's like falling in love all over yeah. again, you know? My fucking we, short king. We stand a short king. We stand. Yeah. And this is also the second incident. Uh, this episode with one of my favorite things in anime where somebody goes flying and then like has a whole conversation in the one second they're in there. Uh-huh. <laughs> Vegeta grabs Nappa and throws him in the air and he's not just like, whoa! He's like, Vegeta, come on, I'm your friend. I don't understand why you did this. I've worked for you we worked together for so long. And he's just flying up and up and up. <laughs> and then Vegeta blasts him with his signature... Uh, uh, hands-on hips uh, 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 energy beam that goes straight into the air, and it's a complete departure from what happens later in the show. When if you get hit by a beam, you maybe maybe the light turns bright on you, and then you kind of fade away. Nappa's face makes like a crunching noise, and his yeah. eyes bulge out. <laughs> That's what I meant by like the pressure. Like he got like it was like uh, was that movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, uh, where his eyes get sucked out his head mm. in space. Oh. Mr. Mom. No, uh, fucking, 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 
it, total recall. He got total oh, recall yeah, yeah, yeah. in that shit, man. Yeah, it's like what happened to the, uh, there was like a Cyberman that that happened to earlier on that somebody blew him up and like you saw his like eyeball pop out and shit. It's like something about a beam is just going to punch right into the middle of your crawl. Yeah, the show is yeah. so gruesome at this point. It rules. I love it so fucking much. <laughs> Uh, Goku had jumped up in the air to avoid uh, backlash with his little friends Gohan and Krillin, and Krillin goes, "He's psycho," and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah dog. he's twisted. He is. He's fucking he's twisted. He's fucking vicious." Yeah, man. He oh, he man. is unseating so... Broly for me right now. Oh my god, I'm so oh, horny no. for Vegeta this episode. He's, he's so just, cool, like, killing everybody. <laughs> uh, I want to make a. Uh... A uh, correction. The movie I was looking for was Junior, the 1994 comedy Junior, where Arnold Schwarzenegger is pregnant. Mr. Mom is also a movie he's in, though, isn't he? I I think it's a different movie with a Mr. Mom, but in this movie, it is Arnold uh, Schwarzenegger, and he gets a big belly, and they don't know how, and he's got to shoot a baby out from his dick. (laughs) Um, They do know how. It's part of a science experiment. It's as if you've never watched the film. I'm sorry, I've forgotten some of the details. I was three he, years old. Does he birth the baby out of his dick in that? Yeah. What? Yeah, he does. They don't the like, baby crawls does. out. I feel like you'd have to, in that instance, you would simply have to cut his penis off. I mean, yeah, but, you know. You'd have to do the it. The miracle of science, Jeremy, okay? No, or You're a C-section. A or a son- that's the that's the b- probably better alternative. <laughs> Jeremy, I feel like you don't love science. (laughs) I'm not actually a doctor. I just play one on TV. We'll have to cut the penis off. (laughs) (laughs) We want to get that baby out. (laughs) We're in some kind of like post-apocalypse where people are just seeking medical advice from Jeremy. (laughs) Just any ailment you have. Yeah, you're gonna first the you gotta cough, but there's like there's a whole penis in the way. You gotta oh get that out of there. So anyway, uh... <laughs> broken foot. I'm sorry. We are simply gonna have to cut your penis off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, oh my god, I can't. Okay, I'm so fucking stupid. I'm the dumbest woman alive. I'm just imagining Jeremy walking around with a machete. <laughs> Just like gleefully, like la, 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 la. but I'm like still wearing a white coat and like the little reflector thing on my head yeah. and shit. Doctor Wiener Lopper, they'll put your ads on the subway. Clipboard in one hand, machete in the other. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, sir, but we are going to have to cut your penis off <laughs> before and after. <laughs> yeah, my, skin my was subway terrible. Ads. And then Doctor Hammond cut off my the penis. first picture is someone with acne, and the second picture is. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Jeremy's headshot is just him with a cleaver (laughs) and a crooked (laughs) smile. (laughs) All right. Somebody has to Photoshop this. (laughs) I don't know if anyone outside of New York knows about Dr. Zimmerman ads. Or is it Zismore? I think it's Zismore. Zismore, sorry. You're right. Um, Dr. Zimmerman. He's not not chosen. German fuck. He's dead. (laughs) Dr. Zismore? Yeah, he's dead. Damn. What about Dan Smith teaches you guitar? Is he dead? Probably. <laughs> Probably. I fucking killed his ass. Because <laughs> I shredded. I melted his face with a sick riff. <laughs> Katie. <laughs> he thought I was a beginner. <laughs> that was his mistake. <laughs> I hope there's no Dan Smith fans listening to the show. <laughs> I fucking killed your god. Anyway, <laughs> um, Goku 
was like, all right, guys, shit's getting real. Krillin, Gohan, I need you to go back to Master Roshi's. And Krillin's like, I got it. Gohan starts to go, oh, but, but, but. And Krillin's like, listen, I get it. We both suck ass and we need to get out of Goku's way. And then Krillin says, uh, but one thing, Goku, before you start fucking it up old school style, let me remind you that the corpses of our dead friends litter this field. And if we're going to ever wish them back to life, um, we want them to have bodies. And Goku says, we can't do that anyway. Piccolo's dead, and therefore the Dragon Balls are as well. And then Krillin says, don't worry, I have a loophole up my pocket. Infuriating. Yeah. This is the one thing I didn't like in this episode. Yeah. You couldn't what did like, you like about it? Just didn't let it hang for even a fucking second. <laughs> just after the fight, suddenly be like, hey, I wonder if there's a planet Piccolo's from. Whatever. Just let the fight happen with some right. level of fucking stakes. We don't need to hear Krillin's one simple trick that makes your <laughs> friends come right back. Doctors hate this. Doctors hate him. <laughs> How do we bring your friend back? Well, they're weighed down by that penis. We gotta get that out of the way so the spirit can come back in there. (laughs) (laughs) This this was like the beginning of uh, uh, one level of nonsense in the Dragon Ball world because it's like, we can't uh, blow up their bodies or how will they come back? (laughs) You're using magic. How do you think they come back? I don't think it ever really matters any other time, right? No, yeah. nobody ever comes back and they're like, I'm missing a tooth. Tien has his <laughs> arm when he comes back. <laughs> That's a good point. So Vegeta sees them doing a, a game time huddle in the sky. He's like, what's up, poopa diaper babies? You stupid poo-poo babies? Come fight me. And so uh, they say goodbye. And uh, Vegeta, oh, and Goku looks at Gohan. He's like, hey, bud, when this is all done, we'll go fishing. And you know Gohan has talked about this in therapy. You know he has. This is right? We never went fishing, did we, folks? <laughs> Not once. <laughs> I didn't see him for years. Only in a non-canon movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like a, a marriage story style, like Noah Baumbach joint of just like Gohan in therapy and realizing that he's been demonizing his mom this whole time when it turns out his dad was the bad guy. Yeah. Did like you spend school- any time with your father? Yeah. Uh, well, it felt like two years. It was two days in a locked room where we fought, but... <laughs> So Goku leads Vegeta away, and Krillin and Gohan looks on sat while sad music plays, and Gohan cries, and uh, Krillin's like, hey, we better hurry on to Roshi, and don't worry, friend, Goku's here to help, and you just take all those emotions and stuff them deep inside deep down, yourself. Deep into a tiny little hole that you find in a tiny little... Don't them. <laughs> don't, ever, don't ever open that hole. Do not ever open it. <laughs> you bury over it. You fucking pave hole. a road over it. <laughs> you only open that box once they remove your penis. <laughs> <laughs> If your mom says, let's go to therapy, that's where they lobbed your dick. (laughs) Don't ever let anyone take you to a therapist. (laughs) He also says this line where it's like, hey, let's go see your mom. She's probably worried about you. I'm like, yeah, Gohan's been missing from Chi-Chi's life for literally a year. Yeah, he even has like, he's got an additional line to that where he's like, I think like Gohan's like, I don't know, we should probably stay. And he's like, come on, we got to let your mom know that you're alive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
Don't worry, I calmed her down telling you, her that we uh, a green man was leaving you alone in the woods <laughs> <laughs> to fight dinosaurs. Uh, meanwhile, Goku has picked a prime spot to blow craters into. I didn't the- understand this part. So he had to leave his empty desert plane to go find an identical desert plane? Yes. <laughs> because the bodies, the the bodies, bodies yeah. of his dead friends are there. And, you know, if they're missing a hand. When, right. You know, right. Got you don't want to the- chop those up. Yeah. Um, Vegeta then does like a, a rant about like strong he is and about like some eugenics yeah. and just like how great he is in the sand race. Yeah, he's got a whole thing about how he's like an elite class warrior and you, you'll never be anything. You'll never be anything but a little fucking surf. Yeah. There's a lot of like class talk yeah. in there. <laughs> right. And it rules, man. It's like, yeah. it really reminds you that like what we're seeing right now is the first of a million of the same thing that we've seen. And it like kind of never gets old. I could watch the two of them fight pretty much any time. <laughs> yeah. Every anime villain from na- uh, 1990 through eternity is just like, and I went to Fordham. You can't even <laughs> imagine the lunches we had. <laughs> <laughs> um, they stand on opposite cliffs and there's a slight breeze and we're off. Fisty punchies. Goku jumps up and Vegeta does a sneak attack. And then there's more fisty yes. punchies. And this is like and. premium Vegeta that you're getting here because it's like not just yeah. are they fighting and it's very fun and good, but you're also getting like these little Vegeta quips that are so stupid and fun where he's just like, surprise, dick ass, and just like punches him in the spot. <laughs> yeah, he does like those high kicks. And um, even though the animation gets a little like, almost cutesy sometimes like people kind of get super performed it's like really fun Mm -hmm. you know the camera's going nuts yeah it's it's really fun i like took so many screenshots this episode uh yeah like they they didn't have they weren't doing the computer shit but they were doing like dolly shots of vegeta (laughs) which just means somebody was just like slowly rotating a vegeta over a thousand drawings in the course of five seconds yeah (laughs) god bless toei uh yeah, and then he's like, put up a better fight, stop holding back, and he, like, smirks. Um, and then this is when we start getting brain-damaged Goku thinking, where he's like, this is so exciting. He's so much stronger than I could ever imagine. And I'm like, Goku, the world! The world is at stake! <laughs> you just got hit in the head really hard. That's why you think this is good. <laughs> Just punch him. <laughs> Goku uses the Kaoken and he turns rainbow and blasts off and he blows the rocks up that Vegeta is on and he punches him in the face a bunch and it's really good. Like yeah, he's like he, he doing gets spit him. takes. Oh, he's doing and, that like funny, like repeated jab. Like he's only using yeah. one hand and just doing like really forward punching. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, it's called zoning. He's zoning him out. He's getting his pokes in. <laughs> Real then, textbook stuff from Goku over there. Vegeta gets a kick in, and he's like, if that's the limit of your power, I'm disappointed. And Goku goes in his head and does some strategizing, while Vegeta goes in his head and does some strategizing. A lot of thinky, thinky boys. Yeah, a lot of thinkies right. and thoughties. We would <laughs> we would tell you what they thought, but it really didn't amount to much on paper. <laughs> no, it's just like, can Normally, I do the Kaoken times three? It might destroy my body. I don't know, I'll try it. I don't know. Hey, well, looks like the, we're going to fight. <laughs> the only important element is that secretly Vegeta's like, I wonder if he's masking his power. Better test it out. Hey, are you a stupid baby who sucks? 
maybe. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, Vegeta goes on another, like, let me show you the overwhelming power of a Super Saiyan Elite. And he starts doing power kegels, and the clouds roll in, and mountains bust rock nuts everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and a green orb forms around Vegeta, and he looks up, and his pupils are gone. And, like, Goku's like, oh, my God, his power is so incredible. There's lightning and yelling. And this is, like, classic Dragon Ball Z stuff. It takes, like, four minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he's like, this is incredible. And there's wind. And then finally he screams and light blasts out. And, uh, and it's then It's a little yellow, nothing. too, before, before we knew yeah. that yellow was going to be a thing. Yeah. Right. And uh, the clouds clear. And suddenly Goku's like, huh? The clouds are gone. What gives? And then Vegeta's just there, like, "Look, I'm so strong." <laughs> Look, I made. I didn't want clouds, so they left. <laughs> if you were unfamiliar with the show, you'd be like, "Oh, that's the move that summons and then gets rid of clouds." <laughs> <laughs> I control the weather, Kakarot. <laughs> Look at me, Kakarot. I'm the United States government. Ooh, I, did, I, I have the CIA weather gun, Kakarot. <laughs> Google chemtrails, Kakarot. Um, <laughs> the MK Ultimate Warrior Program. <laughs> Woo. Uh, Vegeta then rolls up and punches Goku a lot, and yet this is when he's doing more fun Vegeta stuff, where he's like, "Hey, look behind you, dumbass!" And he's like, he throws a beam that's fire. Yeah, he's that, a fire like, we, beam. We literally never see again. Yeah. It's the um, only hot beam. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, Goku goes Ko Ken times two, and he uh, he blasts. Uh, you know he tries to do anything, but Vegeta blasts off half his gi, and he goes, "Oh, well done! You 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 dodged it. It'd be ashamed if you died, and I couldn't get my rocks off." Yeah, you know? I was thinking about that. That it's like very horny the way he says that. Because he's like, uh, he's like, it would be a shame if you were to die so soon. And I realized, like, they're like nobody in Dragon Ball ever has anywhere to be. They always, are, <laughs> they're always like, I. It would be so, like, it would be so lame to ruin my fun and kill you so quick. Nobody's ever like in a rush to get somewhere. There's like, I'm just gonna get this done with pretty, just on the Ricky tick, you know. <laughs> Like, Videl's giving birth, and Goku's like, I got all the time in the world to fight you guys. <laughs> I thought he would be more upset that he damaged his shirt, because he blasted, he just got that just thing, and got it got it. blasted yeah, right it off. A, it was a gift from his friend. And then we uh, get to watch his weird body for the rest of the fight. I do love that in this point in Dragon Ball, there's, like, actual battle damage. Yeah. In Super, they just, like, stop doing that. Everyone's clothes are invincible. <laughs> They're um, really good shorts because we're in space. <laughs> Goku rips off the rest of his clothes oh, and yeah. he's like, look upon my man tits. Well, but the line is, like, uh, he's, like, in his own head, just like, uh, uh, like, he's so strong. I don't know what I'm going to do. That really hurt. Well, I guess there's only one thing left to do, and he just rips off the rest of Pop the, the top. Pop the top. We, he's, uh, look, we've all been there. He's going to like, I got to do Kaoken times three, even if I die. Now, meanwhile, guess who's still alive? Our man, Yadrobe. Hell yes. The KRL of Dragon Ball Z. What up? It's Marty <laughs> McFly here to explain to you what's going on by being an outsider. Yeah, no. Yadrobe is just like, damn, this sucks. What's <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's going to happen if they fucking fight more? These Goku guys look so, so good without his shirt off. It's what we're all looking forward to. Everybody's buying the toys. 
uh, he's like, these guys are so strong. They're going to blow everything up. I'm hungry and tired. I think I'm just going to bail. And I'm like, my man. My man. <laughs> Hell my yes. Man. My I man. don't know why you are in this show. It rules. <laughs> yeah. I kind of expected him to show up with like headphones and a microphone. <laughs> he's just... Uh, welcome He's back just... to Bone Out. Yeah, <laughs> All the field correspondent, Yajirobe here. <laughs> He's just me when I'm like, guys, I'm too depressed to podcast, so I'm just not coming this week. <laughs> um, meanwhile, you know, Vegeta's like, oh, is this the last of your tricks? Uh, you know, uh, is this all you got? You suck. And then, uh, yeah, Jirobe's freaking out. Goku flexes a bunch and he goes times three and we cut to King Kai and he's like oh fuck no that's the one thing I said don't do oh my god Goku flexes and his boots start to melt yeah it melts his boots he well he gets like I don't know if they just do away with this but when he does KO Ken he gets like a little bit wider yes <laughs> he just gets like fat muscles for a little bit so it's almost like oh even my shoes my feet are too fat <laughs> I can't wear <laughs> shoes anymore. <laughs> um, we cut to the gang at Master Roshi's house, and Bulma is wearing the power scatter that she took from Raditz that she juiced up. And she's like, oh, man, I'm reading something crazy. 19,000? 21,000? Uh, and then it explodes because it's got that Samsung factory defect. <laughs> right. How are we going to write down the numbers? <laughs> We can't follow uh, the numbers now. Gohan and Krillin are flying towards Roshi's house, and they sense the rise in power. They stop and gasp. The power. Oh, shit. Goku screams, and he lunges towards Vegeta, and we freeze. And the narrator's like, oh, what's going to happen now? I don't yeah, know. Who knows? Play the music. End of the episode. I feel like they don't have faith in themselves to be able to to just like visually show us that power is happening. <laughs> I right, know. like we can all plainly see, like rocks are floating around these people. <laughs> like the the clouds are leaving when they power up. We get it; they're very strong. <laughs> they're, they're still doing the boardroom meetings. Like maybe, maybe he just got wide pecs now. I don't know. He's like <laughs> wide. <laughs> I don't think it's enough. Maybe put a number on it that make will- him red. <laughs> Try making him red. <laughs> We're getting a lot of good feedback from Red right now. <laughs> I'd say we do all of the colors. You always say all of the colors. <laughs> what if we give him like a clown rainbow afro? <laughs> Let's uh, rate the episode and uh, get out of here probably, right? Jeremy Hammond, what the fuck did I say to you last We're week? We're doing emails. We're doing one email. No, I know, but I get Where the feeling the that our I get the feeling that our rating is going to take a while. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Where do you have to be? Okay. All right. All right. Katie, rate the episode. Well, fellas, I love Vegeta. Oh, I love him so much. I want him to take me away. This episode was so fun. I was so hyped. I'm doing it. I'm sorry. Seven out of seven Dragon Balls. This is what Balls. I say. <laughs> I understand. I don't care. Seven out of seven. I, I don't care. Seven out of seven. I don't care. I don't I, care. You have to me. give it seven out of seven. We stand a short king. Yeah, we he's, stand a short king. He's the prince of all sayings. No one else No one else is the prince the way he is. All right. Well, uh, I guess uh, arise, Shenron. <laughs> 
it's me, Tiny Shenron. Hi, Tiny <laughs> Shenron. Are you tiny because you are living with your dragon wife and cannot scream? I'm four feet eleven and I'm Shenron. Just <laughs> wish. What a tiny little Shenron. He's so cute. He's yeah, like, but I'm so mad. Oh, but it's like <laughs> kind of funny that he's mad because he's so little. Yeah. I'm pissed off and I'm racist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing like uh, I, I think he looks like um, uh, Parunga Patani. <laughs> That's right. I got the big tiny buff body <laughs> and then no legs at all. You're like no legs to see. <laughs> well, maybe I don't even have a deep voice. It's just kind of an echo or something. Yeah, Who knows? no, I'm not. I'm not putting a deep voice. I'm Tiny Shenron. <laughs> okay. Why would well, you? Tiny Shenron. We 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 got. Uh, seven out of seven Dragon Balls, so each of us are going to make a very quick and timely wish. Oh, fuck you! <laughs> okay, I deserve that. Hey, Shenron, I wish that everyone's thirst traps go appreciated while in quarantine. I grant this wish, but out of selfish reason for my little dragon libido. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, what's your wish? Yeah, um... I wish, you know, I'm going to be selfless on this one. Um, Tiny Shenron, I wish that you would grow three inches. Oh, wow. My wish is that you eat shit. Because <laughs> I'm the perfect height. I'm the perfect male specimen of a dragon with no lower half. <laughs> and uh, since Alex is probably taking a shit right now, I wish. Oh, no, that I'm Al- here. I just I, I got out of the room. <laughs> Uh, my wish is for the lifts on shoes to be more easily purchasable online. Oh, that's a really good wish. <laughs> go, I'm going to go mail a letter to Jeff Bezos. <laughs> well, thanks, Tiny Shenron. I hope you have a good day. <laughs> I'm going to kill your family. All right. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Damn. Wow. That dragon what? wasn't too big at all, was he? No, that was a no. that was a pretty moderately sized dragon. I've been the trying to get I that. The shit I took was bigger than that dragon. <laughs> <laughs> I've been getting trying to get Tiny Shenron to move into my Animal Crossing village for like two weeks. <laughs> oh, I oh, finally got tough, rid of that fucking bird, crack. by the way. Oh, I'm so jealous. <sighs> finally, fucking gone. I got another koala. And this is this in the game or at your house? Yeah, I have another the game's illegal in his animal. house. Yeah. Well, Katie was having an issue with a bird before, so I got that confused. That was a live bird. Yeah, that's fair enough. We've got live birds. <laughs> Let's read an email. All right. It's time for Dragon Mail. Give me some of that Dragon Mail. Uh, this is from Jade Hess. Hello. Hello. Um, finally listening after hearing about you on Alex's other podcast for a while. Looking forward to subscribing once I catch up to the point when you have Patreon uh, Sailor Moon and DBZ episodes, but I'm only on episode 45 so far. The Dragon Ball Super content is middling, but the Katie, Jeremy, and Alex content has been excellent. Uh, Fantastic. I also loved the <laughs> tile commentary from Rufat. It was a weird non sequitur, <laughs> but so entertaining. You guys have great guests. I don't remember what Rufat talked about. 
Oh, he talks about the tiling in the interdimensional tournament and yeah, who fixes when, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah Remember I love, 2018? The, <laughs> that was one of my favorite bits of all time, honestly, uh, because Rufat was really concerned about... <laughs> he's a real man of the people, you know? <laughs> like, I think Rufat... Was that the episode where he was so late to it that we recorded the snack yes. episode? Yes. No, that was Emily no. Winter. Uh, Who couldn't find parking. What did we do while we were waiting for Rufat? Because well, Rufat was just late, and then we kept talking about how he probably saw an old man in a style and windbreaker, and he's like, what inspires you? Oh, it was a fashion photographer. <laughs> he met a fashion photographer. <laughs> what inspires you? <laughs> <laughs> Rufat's churning out a lot of quarantine content if you want more Rufat. Yeah. Good news for you guys. Good stand-up videos. <laughs> Rufat's like one of the the good stand-ups. There's very few of them. Yeah, there's he's like 10 of them. <laughs> he's one of them. The absolute lad. What's the rest of his email? That's it, man. That's the whole email. But we got oh, it. We actually have another one that's uh, pretty funny. Uh, it's from Lisa Jeff, and the title is Buying of an Artwork. Uh-huh. Uh, is this an email or a novel from the 19th century? Yeah, no, it's an email. My name is Jeff Scott from Utah. I have been on the lookout for some artworks lately in regards to I and my wife's anniversary, which is just around the corner. I stormed on some of your works, which I found quite impressive and intriguing. I must admit, you're doing quite an impressive job. You are undoubtedly good at what you do. With that being said, I would like to purchase a surprise gift to my wife in honor of our upcoming wedding anniversary. Why is this an email? Why? What about this had to be an email? It would be of help if you could send some pictures of your piece of works with their respective prices and sizes, which are ready for immediate or close to immediate sales. My budget for this is within the price range of $500 to $3,500. I look forward to reading from you and a view to knowing more about your pieces of inventory. As a matter of importance, I would also like to know if you accept check as a means of payment. (laughs) (laughs) We finally made it, fellas. Wait, which of your works do you think he wants for his <laughs> wife? You guys should. Uh, do we have any like just like piccolo dick porn that we can send? Not not fickle harpy's original drawings, because I respect her as an artist. But I, I just like. Do we just have any like porn we can send them? Yeah, I could definitely drag up some porn. <laughs> yeah, I can well, look. I, in, I don't know. I could see if I have anything lying around the house. <laughs> Like anime porn, I mean. Yeah, no, I could drag up some anime porn. That'll be pretty easy to come across. Yeah. Last uh, GT episode, we were given some explicit links to check out, as I recall. So, Oh, my God. Oh, I forgot to tell you guys that when I was looking for a website to watch this episode on today, I I got misdirected to a website called Fap Kings, which had pictures of anime (laughs) big titty girls all over it. It's where you play, like, fantasy sports, but for jacking off. (laughs) This is fabkings.com. Fabkings.net is just me and Jeremy. We're slapping five. (laughs) Well, with that said, how about some plugs? I know you guys are doing so much. Yeah. Thank you. Um, First of all, thanks to everybody who listened to Pedophile High School episode one. Uh, Anybody who I got to actually listen to it did enjoy it. So there is always that. Um, I will be making another episode every month so that I do not go insane (laughs) and have something to do in the quarantine. So uh, more news on that coming out soon. Send in your ideas, everybody. Thanks for listening. Um, 
You can find me on Twitter at Katie Rose or Instagram. Oh, hello, Katie Rose, where you will watch my Instagram videos and see my slow slip into madness. Um, I was surprised how much I loved Alex's pedophile high school. Pedophile content low, entertainment value high. I do suggest it. And then if you like metal and more importantly, me getting paid, uh, I <laughs> have been able to get, uh, I, I produce a metal news show for the pit, uh, website and I have been able to finagle a way to do it remotely and we're having guests now so this week we're having uh trey pembleton from uh uh creeping death on and it's gonna be really fun so check that out nice i love katie getting paid <laughs> yeah you should <laughs> uh and you can find me on twitter at, at jeremy thunder and you can check out my other podcast generation loss where this week we watched the 2020 pizzagate documentary out of shadows <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> um, and it's insane, and uh, uh, it's a very funny episode, I think. So check it out. Check it out. Yep. And, I'll be there. Uh, that's it for this week. Join us next week. Super, super, super. We still remember how to do the ending. <laughs> <laughs>